Lawyers always need to be on top of their game, or at least appear to be. It can feel overwhelming to recognize or admit when we aren't, and even harder to reach out and get help. Welcome to Sidebar, brought to you by North Carolina's Lawyer Assistance Program, where lawyers help lawyers by sharing their experience, strength, and hope as they delve into their personal journeys of recovery. Hi, I'm Candace Hoffman, the Assistant Director with the North Carolina Lawyer Assistance Program, and I'm so excited to be back today with Laura Marr. She is a North Carolina and Oregon lawyer and the founder of Conscious Legal Minds, LLC, providing well-being consulting, training, and resilience coaching for attorneys and law offices nationwide. And this quarter, our mindful moment is entitled, Are You Inside or Outside Your What? Window of Tolerance. So thank you so much for being back here. Thank you for having me back. It's always a pleasure to be here, Candice. Jumping right in, what is a watt? It really refers to a zone in which we have the bandwidth to tolerate the stressors and the emotions inherent in the legal field. It's really this zone that when we're in it, we feel emotionally regulated, physically calm, mentally clear, and kind of a hopeful zone. In your article, you talk about three different zones. Can you tell us about each of those zones? The first zone that I like to start with is this idea of being inside our window of tolerance. That's the zone in which we're feeling emotionally regulated, physically calm. We're able to manage our daily stressors and we're able to manage the challenges that come into our day. In this zone, we're alert, but we're not anxious and we're not exhausted. And if we were a car, just to use an analogy, we would be kind of idling in neutral, like the engine is on, we're able to shift gears, we're able to shift into motion, but our engine isn't overly revved. We're just like alert and ready, but we're not sitting there just like, we're like, hey, I'm okay. What do I need to do? I'll do it. You know, basically like enjoying the ride. We don't have all of the exclamation lights that are sometimes on in my car. Yes, exactly. Yes, nothing is beeping. Nothing is alarming. Exactly. Can you tell us about the other two zones? Yeah. If you're not inside your window of tolerance, you're either outside of your window of tolerance and overmobilized or outside of your window of tolerance and undermobilized. If you're outside of your window of tolerance and overmobilized, I think about that as going like, up and out of your window. The window is no longer your safe zone. And in this zone, when you're overmobilized, you're hypervigilant. You feel overly alert, anxious. It feels like there's too much energy moving through your body. It also can feel like you're mentally overwhelmed. You could get mentally confused. You're also unable to process your emotions. So your emotions, instead of feeling like, hey, I've got this, I'm in a pleasant zone, they can feel intense. So you might feel frustrated, or you might even feel angry. You might feel like you're unfocused, bouncing your thoughts from one thing to the next. And just to continue with the car analogy, if you were a car, it would feel like you're gunning your engine or like you're burning more fuel than you really need to. You're either kind of zipping toward some sort of a threat or danger, like you're just moving toward it with like all you've got, or you've got your car in gear and you're zipping away. You're like zooming away from a threat as fast as you possibly can. This is where the car might get overheated. Yes, exactly. The smoke starts billowing out. Yes, exactly. And you might seem a bit threatening to the cars around you. 
And then the third zone is when you're outside of your window of tolerance and you're undermobilized. So this is when you're feeling emotionally overwhelmed, but your body is void of energy. So you might feel tired. You might feel sluggish physically, uninspired mentally. You might feel emotionally bogged down. And instead of moving toward like a frustrated or an anger, which is a mobilized energy, you might move toward sadness, hopelessness, depression. And you might feel like zoned out or disinterested. You could also feel numb. Sometimes in this zone, you feel numb or just like giving up altogether. In this zone, if you were a car, it would feel like you either ran out of gas or someone just cut your engine. Like you were like in that over-mobilized zone and then someone just cut the engine and you dropped down into that under-mobilized outside of your window of tolerance zone. So if we were thinking fight, flight, or freeze, would that fall within the freeze zone or is that something else? So if you're thinking about polyvagal theory and the flight or the fight, I would think of that in the over-mobilized zone. And if we're thinking about the collapsed zone, that would be the under-mobilized outside of your window of tolerance zone. And that freeze zone can be in that numb, under-mobilized state, or it can be generally in the freeze zone. We're trying to figure out which state is going to most likely help us survive. And if we're like, oh, geez, is it Fleeing, nope, that's not going to work. If it's fighting, nope, that's not going to work. If it's collapse, oops, nope, that's not going to work. Then we might ping between over-mobilization and under-mobilization. That's really freezes. We're trying out the different survival techniques and none of them are working. And so it might feel in your window of tolerance, like you're out, you know you're outside of your window of tolerance, but you both feel anxious and unable to do anything with that energy. So let's talk about gradations within these zones. I know you mentioned that in the article. Can you expound a little bit on that for us? It's the idea of we don't necessarily go from I'm inside my window of tolerance to I'm angry and I'm zooming down the road in the car analogy, or I'm inside my window of tolerance and then suddenly I have no engine in my tank. It can be that You start out your day and you're like, hey, I feel like I'm in my window of tolerance. I got enough sleep. I Everything went smoothly as I transitioned from home to work. I'm doing okay. But then that first email from an annoying client comes in. So, okay, I can handle that. I'm I'm inside my window of tolerance. And then my court date gets changed and that's when I'm supposed to be on vacation. Okay, that's another trigger that's happening. And then let's say, oh, I get a bad decision on a case. That's another trigger that's happening. And now I'm getting more and more stressors and more and more frustrated with all of these things that I'm having to deal with that had nothing to do with what was on my to-do list. So you might one little thing at a time get outside of your window of tolerance. And when you get outside your window of tolerance, you might not go right into the alarm bell state or right into the total collapse state, you might kind of hover between like, you know what, I'm just on the edge of my window of tolerance, but one more thing that's going to send me all the way over or all the way under. When we're talking about what to do about the window of tolerance, it's really great to notice when you're getting one little tick at a time outside of your window of tolerance in either direction so that you can pull yourself back. It doesn't happen all at once. 
generally, but sometimes it can be like, Hey, I'm really great. And then some big thing can happen. Like some big case that you were working on for years, you know, a decision comes down and you're like, that was not the decision I was thinking was going to happen. And it can take you right into collapse. You can be like, but I was having such a good day. And then I got that piece of news. And now I just feel like giving up on my career. I feel like nothing is fair. And so you can go from I'm great into like a total collapse. Or if something alarming happens, you know, let's say you have a client that was in danger for some reason. And let's say you have a client that's being stalked. Well, okay, so far your client has been safe enough. And then you find that the stalker did something really dangerous and put your client in extreme danger. You might go along with your client into a zone of alarm that overrubbed outside of your window of tolerance, overmobilized zone because you have this big queue of danger. So we're all somewhere on the continuum and we're trying to pay attention to moving up or down or jumping from one end to another. Exactly. How does it help us specifically for the practice of law? Talking from the mental zone, we do our best work when we are inside the window of tolerance, which is, I think, an interesting concept because when I ask people in my CLEs, do you feel like you practice law inside or outside of your window of tolerance? Most of us, because of the extreme stress inherent in the practice of law, are actually practicing law outside of our window of tolerance, which means that our brains are not in the optimal state for problem solving, for negotiating, for clearly putting our thoughts together. So it's really helpful for us when we're going through our day professionally to be like, hey, if I'm about to call a client or get in front of a fact finder or write a brief or negotiate anything, am I inside my window of tolerance? Because if I am, then I'm going to be mentally regulated, which means I'm going to be able to think at my best. Conversely, if I'm not thinking at my best, if I'm outside of my window of tolerance, I'm not going to be doing my best work. And the same goes for us emotionally. I think of many people thinking when I tell them I'm a lawyer oh, you must not have any emotions or you must have all your emotions in check. And there's this misperception that law is just a mental field. But the truth is we are human beings and there's absolutely no way to divorce ourselves from our emotions and live life well. We want access to our emotions, but we do need to be able to regulate our emotions and ideally control our extreme emotions when we are practicing law so that we can come across as calm for our clients and clear being able to notice, am I inside my window of tolerance emotionally? Am I getting really emotionally reactive by what I'm hearing? when I'm trying to speak, is that standing in my way of being an effective advocate for my client? If not, okay, then I need to get back inside my window of tolerance. And how about for judges? This is how I can imagine it would extrapolate, which is same thing. A judge needs to be in their clearest mind when they're trying to adjudicate cases and communicate having access to the clearest parts of their mind, the parts of their minds that think the clearest when they're inside the zone of tolerance. Okay, that's ideal. And then when they're outside their window of tolerance, emotionally, that's probably a difficult place to be 
on the bench, right? Because you want to come across as calm and clear and confident in your rulings to be aware of, okay, am I inside or outside of my window of tolerance mentally? And am I inside or outside of my window of tolerance emotionally so that you can be perceived by the people around you, litigants and attorneys as being in control? And I can see how what you're saying would be necessarily true. I can also see, and I think I have seen with other practicing attorneys, how they could almost confuse the idea of zealous advocacy with getting too emotionally involved in their clients' cases and being in that hyper-mobilized state, you know, showing that they care by getting incredibly riled up when that might look like I'm fighting zealously. But logically, I can't be as analytical in that state. I'm actually not going to be the best advocate by getting over revved up emotionally. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think it's nuanced too, because we don't want to be in that undermobilized state where we're numb to our clients' experiences. And that can be a sign of vicarious trauma, like really being impacted over time by so many clients' distress that we move into a numb state to protect. And we don't want to be numb and we don't want to be overly emotional because both of those zones, we don't have access to the thinking, problem solving, like you're saying, the rational parts of our brain that we need for lawyering. It's being inside your window of tolerance is a state in which you can express emotion and you can empathize with your clients and you can show compassion toward them and you can also think clearly. Can you tell us a little bit more about how this could be helpful in working with our clients, knowing whether they might be within or outside of their window of tolerance? It helps us to see, is my client able to understand when I'm trying to explain the law to them? If they're outside of their window of tolerance and they're overly mobilized and extremely emotional, it's going to be really difficult for their nervous system to actually metabolize the information that you're trying to share. And so it may be helpful to be like, hey, why don't we take a break, two minute break, I'm going to run to the bathroom, let me get you some tea and let's come back to this if you're in person or I'm going to take a break and let's come back to this phone call in a minute. It's helpful to tune into our client's window of tolerance and see if they're over or under mobilized because it's going to be more effective to communicate. If you have a client that's over mobilized, and I used to see this a lot when I was working with sexual assault survivor clients, when they were in that over mobilized zone, they would want to do a lot of things. They would be in fight mode, they would be like, yes, do this and do that and do this other thing. Or if they came in and they were in the undermobilized zone, they might say, oh no, all those things that I wanted you to do when I was, you know, basically when I was in my overmobilized fight zone, I don't want you to do that anymore. I feel hopeless. I feel alone. I feel very frightened. I feel in that freeze zone. So that can be helpful too, to be able to bring clients back into that window of tolerance when they're giving you cues to say, okay, do this for the case or that for the case that you know which zone it's coming from. And also recognizing your clients are going to come in and out of that window of tolerance, depending on what's going on for them. It makes sense that if we're trying to work with clients who are not in that zone, we may burn up a lot of our precious time and energy working on things that they're going to want to take back later. I would love to learn how to notice when I'm in my window of tolerance and any tools we could use. 
In the article that I wrote that is hyperlinked at the bottom of the podcast, I list out five things that you can do to understand your window of tolerance better. If I was a litigator, how could I use this information preparing for a trial? I know from coaching litigators that there is sort of a zone you move into pre-trial. Everything else falls away and you're just in that hyper-focus zone. And that makes sense. We need to hyper-focus when there's going to be all eyes on us and we want to be articulate and prepared. First of all, you just want to notice, okay, when for my cases, do I start going into my hyper-focus mode, my necessary hyper-focus mode? Does it happen three months before, three weeks before? And when that shift happens, it's like, okay, now the shift is on. So now I'm in hyper-focus mode, which means that I'm less likely to take breaks. I'm more likely to be in that over-mobilized state. This is a great time to be like, okay, I'm going to be over-mobilized. That's fine for a short amount of time, but every hour I'm going to give myself a two-minute break. Or every night I'm going to give myself an eight-hour break so I can get back inside my window of tolerance, get my baseline strong, and then I'll layer the stress a little bit at a time. Some people that I coach say it's like, instead of getting over-mobilized as I'm getting closer to the date, I find myself going into procrastination. I find myself going into under-mobilization. Track that for yourself as well, and then start using your mobilization tools to get yourself out of procrastination, out of under mobilization back inside that window of tolerance so that you can do the things that you need to do at a pace that is helpful for you. That's going to get you and your client the best results. I really like that. And I'm sure a lot of us are unaware until we look back at our patterns, just how typical we can be before a case or hyper-focused or under-focused. So thank you so much for giving us those tips and this article Yes. Thank you always for, for your curiosity and for your interest in all of these things, which to me are just fascinating. Thank you for joining us at the sidebar. If this is your first time, we encourage you to listen to another episode or two, subscribe to our newsletter and peruse the resources at www.nclap.org. And if you know a lawyer who could use a hand, please share this episode with them today. Remember, at Sidebar, you are not alone. In fact, you are in quite good company.